Good morning. I hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful Wednesday morning. Trust everybody is doing well and slept well last night, uh, unless you've got a stupid cat like I have and uh, wants to keep you up all hours of the night. I'm about ready to take her by the back of the neck and throw her outside. And I know all the animal lovers are going, oh my gosh, that's horrible. I wouldn't really do that. I'm just saying I get mad enough to want to do that. <laughs> but uh, I wouldn't hurt an animal. I'm not like that. And uh, I think somebody who'd be cruel and mean to an animal would be cruel and mean to a child. I really do. But another change of fact, I still get mad and upset and aggravated because for whatever reason, at 2.30 every morning, she has to find a way to wake me up. So I'm, it's getting old. <laughs> so anyway, let's see all we have this morning here. Uh, Miss Jennifer Corby-Williams. Uh, we got Amy Harden, Lois Adams. Uh, let's see here. We got uh, Brandy Boyd-Young. We've got Darlene Barker, Ginger Hood. So that's all the ones I can see. Now, if I didn't call your name out, it, just, it means I didn't. It's not showing, populating up on here and showing. So there's a lot of times when I get done and uh, after I finish, I'll go back and look and I'll see several people said uh, good morning or something like that. And I'm thinking, well, they're probably thinking I'm ignoring them. And I promise you it's not the case. It, if I don't see it, I, I can't acknowledge it, you know. So I apologize. It's not my out of my control. But uh, so hope, hopefully you understand. So I wouldn't hurt nobody's feelings for nothing in the world. Uh, good morning, Allie. But uh, well, let's go ahead and let's do our Pledge of Allegiance this morning. So if we may, if you are in the, have the ability to do so, please stand. Place your right hand over your heart. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. What a wonderful and beautiful country that we live in. We do have the freedom to worship however we want or the lack thereof. And uh, we don't live in a theocracy. We have the ability to, to worship how we want to. We can't force anybody to believe how we do. And uh, as a Christian, we can't shove... Uh, our convictions down other people's throats. All thing we can do. Good morning, Angel Dixon. All that I can do, we can do, is uh, plant the seed, uh, try to witness and minister, and uh, and let the Lord take it from there. But my friends, I'm telling you right now, uh, our world is getting more sick, perverse, and disgusting day by day. You know, just this morning uh, on the uh, JHL News, uh, it was talking about Milligan College. And how they are uh, wanting to be now, of course, they didn't use the words, but um, they use the, they want to, to now throw support towards the LGBTQ community. In fact, uh, the heading is, as it does in so many Christian settings, the topic of human sexuality continues to be on the front burner at Milligan University. The story digs deep into the latest details. So uh, uh, the Milligan for All wants uh, that, you know, it amazes me how, you know, Milligan is supposed to be a Christian college. Uh, I would say they're Christian light, uh, if you will, you know. And, uh, you know, but nonetheless, that's what they're supposed to be. And it amazes me, people who go there knowing their creed, knowing they're supposed to be Christian, and yet want to complain because they don't go with 
their sensibilities and their beliefs. If you don't like what they stand for, then go to another school. You know, it just amazes me. Uh, you know, I'd be like me going to an atheist college and saying, I'm mad because you're not supporting Christians. Well, I went in willingly and knowingly that, hey, this place does not agree with my my convictions and beliefs. So, you know, it just amazes me how they want to go in there. But even more so, you have uh, the comment section underneath this. It's just mind-boggling the amount of Christian uh, or the lack of understanding of God's Word. Uh, in fact, one um, misguided individual put on their uh, Bible, an ancient novel full of murder, corruption, homophobic, bestiality, incest, and cruelty is often read to children on Sunday. But I mean, have, don't have a clue. They are clueless. Don't have a clue. And uh, uh, there was somebody else trying to find it here. I can't see it there. But anyway, he was trying to say that uh, uh, you can't be a Christian. And uh, uh, yeah, here it is. You can't be a Christian if you think being gay is a sin. Stop going by commandments and start going with Jesus. The Old Testament is over. Now is the time of love and acceptance for all. Where are they? You know, it just shows the amount of biblical ignorance out there. I mean, it's mind-blowing. We don't tolerate sin on any level. I don't care if it's gay or straight. Uh, with, you know, whether any type of sexual sin is wrong. You know, lying, stealing, cheating, you know, these things are wrong, all right? We, we're not to tolerate sin. And it just blows my mind, the the uh, the inability, the, the, the ignorance, because people, all these people don't have, never grew up in church. They don't have a clue. All they do is parrot what they hear from other uh, other liberals and atheists or agnostics that are out there. And, uh, you know, it amazes me, you know, not only, is, you know, we know that homosexuality is wrong. It's backed up in the Old Testament, uh, reinforced again in the New Testament that homosexuality is wrong. And people try to say, well, that's not what that, you know, what that meant in the Greek. Well, I took two years of Greek. I know what it means. I have a Greek Bible. I can show you uh, specifically in the Greek Bible that it is talking about homosexuality, the effeminate, talking about homosexuality. And the fact that this turkey here trying to say uh, uh, that uh, start going with Jesus, well, what did Jesus do? He alluded back to Genesis 1, uh, was it 121 or 2? Uh, was it 221? I can't remember what blank. Anyway, talking about uh, that uh, marriage between a, a man and a woman. A uh, uh, man leaves his mother and father, takes up with his wife. I, Jesus could be more clear. He never said, uh, uh, never condoned uh, same-sex relations. In fact, uh, it was the, they, uh, time and again, Paul put down the temple prostitutes. And a lot of times it was men, uh, the, the sin of sodomy uh, that was going on there. So you, you see the, the, the lack of ignorance uh, in regards to what they understand about the Bible. And it's sad. And I get angry. But we have to remember, we get angry at the agenda, okay? But we have to be careful as Christians. And I get, trust me, I get angry the most probably because I get very, it, to me, it's a, an attack even more so uh, on our faith and convictions as Christians. But remember, when you're responding, you know, you have to remember you're not responding to the agenda. You know, when you're looking at someone on Facebook, you're looking, you're angry at uh, at, at the whole that's going on. We have to remember there's individuals reading this. Do we back off on our convictions? No, but choose your words carefully and wisely and speak the truth in love. We don't uh, condone it uh, sin on any level, but we still need to speak the truth in love in a way that we want to draw, whether it's the homosexual, uh, whatever LGBTQ letter you're in, we want to draw them to the church in the hopes that they will come to know Jesus Christ, their personal Lord and Savior, and then 
that's when Christ can change their way of thinking and outlook on life. But if you're you're on there angry and going off, particularly with stupid, ignorant, ridiculous comments that you see on JHL, uh, well, I shouldn't say JHL, but the post that was on Facebook under JHL's heading, uh, it is, um, uh, it's easy to want to go off. But a lot of these people, that's what they want. They're trying to push your buttons. That's why they put stupid stuff on there that they know is going to make you mad because they know deep down what they're putting on there is crap. And so, and yes, I'm sure people will uh, uh, say, uh, I can't believe that preacher said crap. Well, I did. <laughs> but uh, uh, Sharon Cross says, we listen every morning on jhl.com. We hate when we miss you guys. Well, as we keep every one of you of your verses wrote down. Well, thank you, Sharon. I appreciate those kind words. I really do. But um, nonetheless, I know this is going to be, uh, I bring up this article uh, that's being posted on there uh, for the, the main reason uh, I think that we're going to see more and more frontal attacks on us as Christians and on, our, on the Bible and our convictions to, to the world. We are outdated. It's no longer culturally relevant, and the God's Word has never been culturally relevant. That's why the cross has always been offensive. And uh, they're going to start, it's going to be making it harder on Christians. It's going to be harder on churches. I'm just, it's just coming down the line, and I'm just uh, trying to be the sounding brass to make you aware of what's coming down. And, uh, you know, just like my daughter, um, and uh, I told her, just find you another job. She's working at Ingalls down here in Boone's Creek, and uh, the manager got smart with her when she said she wanted Sundays off because of church. She goes, well, good luck finding somewhere that don't will let you have Sundays off. And I thought there's a lot of places that do. And you keep telling me that there are a lot of, uh, that there's that many people at work there that want Sundays off. You know, it, it amazes me here. A young person is wanting to go to church and you got somebody like this over here that, uh, uh trying to make it hard for her to attend church. And, uh, I'm tired of our, you know, I guarantee if, if she was Muslim, say, hey, I got to pray to Mecca three times, uh, I, I keep work this hour. Well, they, they probably would have said two words. But if you're a Christian, you know, the heck with you. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm really, as like I saw somebody yesterday, I'm really having to fight my temper. I really, I'm tired of what's going on in our political realm. I'm tired of the attack on Christianity. I'm tired of perversion being shoved down our throats to be accepted. I'm just, I'm just done. You know, and I just wish Jesus would rapture us out of here and get out of this cesspool that we're in. Because I am bold about you guys, but I've, I'm done, man. I've just had a belly full of it. All right, my friends, let's look at our verse this morning. We're going to, it is Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. All right, my friends. You know, in uh, looking at this verse this morning, I want to uh, quote something from Charles Spurgeon. Now, he is uh, uh, from uh, 1800s British theologian. Uh, some of you listening or watching this morning may be familiar with who he is. I don't take for granted uh, that everybody does. Not everybody's heard of Charles Spurgeon, but he was a, a mighty man of God. And uh, and so I, I love reading his, his works. And uh, I know my dad has several of his books as well and, and reads those. And, uh, you know, that's one thing I like, even going back to what we were talking about with the, uh, the, the, the LGBTQ agenda that's going on with Milligan. Keep in mind, you know, like I said, when, when you're dealing with individuals who are making, just parroting, just crazy lunacy in regards to the Bible that don't have a clue, remember, they don't have a clue. Like I said, they don't have, they've never been to church. They have no understanding 
uh, of anything uh, when it comes to theology. And so those of you watching this morning, you may attend church and have attended church most of your life. So in this Bible Belt, or what used to be the Bible Belt through here, uh, it is uh, most people who grew up in this area grew up in church and have a pretty, you know, at least uh, some sort of foundational understanding of the Bible, just uh, the basics. But we can't take that for granted anymore. Uh, you know, like I told you before, me and Brady was talking to a woman. We invited her to church, and her daughter was uh, was a teenager or preteen. I can't remember. But uh, she goes, yeah, I need to come because uh, I've never took her to church. I thought, gee whiz, I just couldn't imagine. No wonder our world is, has gone mad. But um, but anyway, uh, Charles Spurgeon, uh, he said, you know, he had people, I mean, he just flocking uh, like crazy to his uh, church, uh, the Metropolitan Tabernacle. But he, um, uh, one thing he's talked about in regards to this verse in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, uh, he said there's only motive, uh, the only one motivation strong enough to keep them living a victorious life for God. The most potent motive for holiness is free grace. Spurgeon stated, adding that we should be moved by gratitude to a height of dedication and purity of obedience that mere legalism can never know. So, He's talking about that free gift of God, that grace. Uh, that should be our motivator. Understanding, you know, here we just had uh, Easter uh, Sunday uh, a few days ago, and uh, we are reminded, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, uh, reminded of Christ's death, burial, resurrection, uh, his sacrifice to save us from a very real hell, that free grace of God that is given and bestowed upon all those who want to accept him as their personal Lord and Savior. And we don't ever need to forget that high cost, how he was whipped, how he was beaten, how he was nailed to a cross and died a horrible, excruciating death to save us. But the grave could not hold him, and he rose again on the third day. And we need to remember that free gift of God, that, that is grace. You know, Spurgeon had hit on something in regards to legalism. And, and sadly, that has hurt churches and Christianity because, see, man has added on uh, to what God's Word says. See, salvation is a free gift. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. You know, there's nothing you can do to get into heaven other than accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. But there are people out there who say, well, you have to be baptized. Well, that's a works-based faith because you don't have to be baptized. I mean, the thief on the cross is a good example of that. And I've talked to individuals who try to say, well, that don't count. <laughs> you know, and it, it, that's... I don't get their their way of thinking. But again, that's a works that you had to do. People think you have to have your hair cut short, or women have to wear a dress, and men have to wear slacks and shirts with that color. I mean, the craziness stuff in the world that you have to do X, Y, and Z before God's going to accept you. And that's baloney. Nothing be further from the truth. It is a free gift of God. It is not by ourselves or lest we should boast. You know, if it was a works-based faith, we would be easy to say, well, look what I've done. Look what I've accomplished. Oh, look at you, you small, disgusting little sinner. You know, and in fact, that's what the Pharisees done. God's Word talks about, my mind's went blank in regards to the book, chapter, and verse, but there was a situation where a man was like, Oh, God, you know, please, uh, you know, he's on his knees begging to forgive him uh, of all the sins that he has committed. And the Pharisees sitting there and he's going, oh, please don't make me like this individual over here. They thought they were so much more holy, so much more superior uh, to this individual. And that's the one, that, the prayers that God was hearing because he was coming to him with a broken and contract heart. And that is not something God will, he will not despise. And uh, he hears those prayers. And uh, and we do mess up 
every day. I don't know, maybe some of you watching this morning are perfect, and you never make a mistake. I don't know about you, but I am not perfect, and I screw up every single day of, I, of my life. Every day. Think something, do something, say something. You know, every day I'm constantly, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. You know, because I, I know, you know, I'm messing up. And why? Why am I that way? Because of that high cost. You know, if, um, say, uh, I don't know, say, uh, Jennifer Honeycutt's watch this morning. Say she was, uh, uh, she's on her bicycle pulling her little dog uh, on her uh, uh, little trailer she's got there. And uh, she don't see a semi-truck that's barreling down the highway. And she get ready to cross the road right in front of that truck. She's getting ready to pop up over that hill. And I run over and I push her off of that bicycle. She may think at first, well, he's crazy. What's he doing? And But the truck hits me and kills me instead. Then she understood, wow, man, he sacrificed his life to save me. I, I could have been me being killed by that truck. See, that's what Christ did. See, it should have been us who was nailed to that cross. It should have been us who was beaten. It should have been us who died because we deserve hell. We deserve hell for our, our what we have done. And we don't need to forget God's wrath. See, it's so easy to promote and talk about uh, God's love, which is true. God's love and mercy is wonderful and great, but we don't need to forget God's wrath. That, that's why Jesus Christ had to make that ultimate sacrifice uh, because God demanded justice. Now remember, God is not, uh, uh, you know, out to get us. And Jesus is trying to hold him back and say, "Oh no, no, don't do that." You know, it's not like that. If God didn't care for us, if God didn't love us, He wouldn't have sent His only Son to die for us. And it's so sad that there are pastors out there who do not understand the free gift of grace. In fact, a good uh, a good point uh, on that very concept was. Uh, uh, now I'm not now. Most of you all, I'm sure, are not no Osteen fans at all. But um, <laughs> Jennifer said, thanks for saving me from the truck. You're welcome, Jennifer. But um, uh, there's a 60 Minutes uh, episode on Joel Osteen. Now, of course, most of you all realize he's uh, he's a nut. But anyway, um, he says, uh, host Byron Pitts was surprised at the absence of any mention of God or Jesus Christ in the main points of Osteen's latest book, to become a better you was just it was, it was at that time had just been released. Um, Osteen's response was, "That's just my message. There is scripture in there that backs it all up." But I feel like Byron, I'm I'm called to help people. How do we walk in the Christian life? How do we live it? And these are the principles that can help you. I mean, there's a lot of people qualified to say, "Here's a book that going to explain the scriptures to you." I don't think that's my gifting. He got he got that right. But when but then why is he a pastor? How can you genuinely help lost people if you don't point them to the cross of Christ? See, you know, that's one thing I've had, always had problems with Osteen in particular uh, because of his lack of scriptural basis. And that he all he wants to do, do is preach a feel-good message, always just preach a uplifting thing so everybody just feels, you know, all, all giddy inside. And like I said, there's churches with a stone throw from my own home. that are, That's all they do. They just preach little feel-good messages. You're not getting any meat. You don't, you're not getting anything that's going to offend you or convict you. And that's not a good thing. You need to be hearing the word. There's I'm not saying it's, our church is the other one. There are good, godly, biblically-based uh, wonderful uh, churches and pastors out there. So I'm not, I'm not bashing. I'm not saying that we're we're all. I'm just saying there's a few I know of just right within uh, stone's throw of me who are like that, and they're not teaching the whole word of God. And but we don't need to, even though we need to focus on uh, what Christ has done for us 
And we need to be appreciative of that. We don't need to neglect the fact that God's wrath did demand that justice and that Christ paid that penalty. An innocent man who paid that penalty. That's what I talked about on um, uh, Easter morning, talking about Barabbas, which means son of the Father. Very interesting that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and you have Barabbas, which means son of the Father. And here Barabbas was uh, being charged with treason and uh, being a traitor and insurrection and murder. And basically Jesus was pretty much charged with the same thing minus the murder, but insurrection, treason, uh, claiming to be the son of God. Uh, so and that's where we had that first substitutionary atonement because Barabbas was set free, but Christ took his place. All right, and not just not just taking his place, but substituted for him. And it goes back to the Passover, and, and of course I talked all about that uh, Sunday morning. But uh, but we see that that very first instance where Christ gave his life for somebody else who didn't deserve it. He uh, Barabbas deserved to be hanging on that cross. Barabbas deserved uh, to be have that punishment and to die. But Jesus Christ took his place just as he took my place, your place on that cross. And we don't need to forget that high cost, that free gift of salvation, that grace, that mercy that only Christ can give. And, you know, and so that's why we want to please God. That's why we want to do things that honor God, because we understand that high cost. And that, and that means, you know, standing against those things we, we know are contrary to the Word of God, whether it's homosexuality, adultery, pornography, uh, infidelity, uh, you know, lying, cheating, stealing, murder. You know, these things that we know uh, are wrong. We have to take a strong stand against. We're not perfect. And... Um, I know people want to say, well, uh, you're not supposed to judge, uh, if you will. And, you know, we don't judge in regards to someone's salvation. If they say they're saved, we have to take that at face value. Uh, even though they're not, they may not be showing fruit, it begs to ask, you know, ask, you know, are they really saved? But we do have to make judgment calls in regards to how we ourselves will be judged in a righteous way. We are commanded to judge. If, if we didn't judge, we would know the difference between right and wrong. So we have to judge. These things and realize and compare and contrast to that of the Bible. And if it's wrong, we have to take a stand firm and say, listen, uh, this is wrong. I can't be a part of this. I can't agree to this. This is wrong. The world will hate you. See, that's what Milligan College and all these other Christian organizations need to get through their head. Uh, to, to appealing and pandering to those who are not in line with Scripture is 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 a sin they're messing up they're screwing up in a major way they have to take a strong stand because the world will hate us why because christ said first they hated me and so that's why we have to take that stand and say no if this is a christian college that's where that has to you know you you can you're welcome to come to school here but we're not supporting that lifestyle choice and they're going to get mad and stomp their feet and throw a little hissy fit makes me think of uh, uh i don't know if y'all ever watched that episode of andy griffith and um uh the little spoiled boy and and he kept telling opie how he could get things and uh opie got on the floor trying to throw a tantrum and andy looked at him and said you all right he said oh i'm all right paul i'm just throwing a tantrum we said okay we don't hurt yourself you know well that uh that, uh, the opie's friend you know he got his back back confiscated because he kept riding on the sidewalks and uh, his daddy just gave him everything, anything he wanted. Well, finally, you know, Andy told that daddy, there's a good old-fashioned woodshed out there. You need to take him out there and teach him some manners. And uh, that old boy got his butt busted. And that's what we need 
uh, is uh, more of these kids need their butt busted to quit caving in to these uh, individuals uh, that what they're doing is wrong because uh, you're not helping them by by appealing to them, appeasing them, uh, instead of saying, no, we're not doing this. And if more Christians would take a stronger stand, I think uh, that we would, you know, that's the only way you're going to fight against a bully, is standing up to a bully. Trust me, I know. I've been bullied. I know what it's like. And that's what the, the liberal, progressive left, that's what they're doing. They're trying to bully us as Christians, bully uh, us uh, as a nation, because they want, they have an agenda, a socialist, Marxist agenda, and that's what they're trying to push. And we, it takes men and women of God to stand up and say, no more. I'm not doing this. I'm not a part of this. I'm not uh, uh, taking this anymore and saying no. And that's what it's going to take. It's going to take a lot of men and women to stand up to do the right thing. But as long as people keep kowtowing, as long as we have pastors who don't believe the whole word of God, as long as we have pastors watering down the scripture, as long as we have ignorant Christians, as long as they keep appealing, it's it's just it's it's only going to get worse, and it's going to and for unfortunately, uh, well that's a double-edged sword. I, I want to say unfortunately, and I want to say fortunately because unfortunately things are going to get worse. But fortunately they're getting worse because we know the time is at hand and Christ will be returning soon. And so that gives us excitement that get, we should be uh, greeted with anticipation, knowing that Christ will be rapturing out of, us out of this world soon. So praise God for that. But don't forget that high cost. Don't for under, don't under, don't ever forget that free gift of God, that grace of God that is given to us and uh, through salvation. And we need to cling to that. We need to cling to that hope. We need to cling to that strength and understand where that strength comes from. And keep our eyes on the Lord. And although although the world may hate us and the world may add on to that, we know what God's word says that we have a free gift. And it's so sad if so many out there don't want to accept a free gift. I'd be like. Uh, I picked on Jennifer this morning, and it's like Allie Hale watching this morning. Be like me saying, Allie, here's the keys to a uh, uh, brand new Ferrari. And she said, I don't want that. I'm like, but it's free. You don't cost you anything. I don't want that. I, I'd just rather walk. And, you know, it'd be like, all right, man. It had a truck full of $100 bills, but, uh, you know, no, I don't want that. I don't believe that uh, Ferrari's real. <laughs> All right. You know, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. And that's what people are doing. They're just pushing God away, trying to give them the free gift of salvation. The hourglass, if you ever watched Wizard of Oz, that sand is, and the, the witch turned the hourglass over, and Dorothy only had so much time. That's what we're seeing in that hourglass. Those grains of sand are about that far from being out, and that's when Christ is going to return. When that will be, I don't know. Hope to see it in my own lifetime. May not, but uh, either way, uh, one day we'll all be standing before God Almighty, and I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant, and I know you do too. Let us pray. And if our Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, thank you. Thank you for that grace. Thank you for that mercy. Thank you for the great sacrifice you gave for us so that we could spend eternity with you. Let us never take that for granted and let us serve you well. And Lord, if there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead us. Guide and watch Lord, protect us this day. Lord, be with our nation as leaders. Let them come to know you before it's too late. And Lord, I do pray for uh, our sister in Christ, uh, Ginger Hood and Troy and uh, uh, Kim Penix and Wendy Lee, Jane Kitchings, Larry Dinah Knight, uh, Linda David Feathers. 
uh, Ron Thompson. Uh, Lord, I do pray for uh, our church that we continue to grow and minister. And Lord, I pray for each and every every individual who's watching and listening this morning. And Lord, that you will uh, give them the strength to get through this day and encouragement that they need. And Lord, uh, help us to serve you well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. Uh, Jennifer said, I'll take it. <laughs> so, but, uh, so I appreciate you guys watching this morning. And, uh, of course, don't forget uh, that you can, uh, oh, if you are, ever have trouble watching on Facebook, whether it's the devotions or our uh, Sunday morning or Sunday evening, Wednesday evening service, always go to the, the website. If you can't watch it on Facebook, you can watch it on there. And uh, now the devotions you can listen to as you're going out today. If you if you subscribe to the Dark Young Chronicles podcast, it's audio only, but you can listen to that as you're going out and about your day. My friends, I do hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.